tuned to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, loyal internet. Welcome to this episode six of season one of Moonbeam City, Lasers and Liars. Uh, today we have some wonderful guests in. Uh, we're going to introduce them in a moment. I am the Internet Soapbox Mark, your host, as well as Greg Goodness. But uh, you're not here for us. You're here for Nightclub. Ladies and gentlemen, the sound of Moonbeam City is here. Thank you so much. We have Emily and Mark that compose Moonbeam City. Well, I guess you compose Moonbeam City and you also compose Nightclub. Uh, words, <laughs> more ways than one. Words are fun. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about today's episode, but it's mostly going to be... There we go. We got some lights oh. reacting. No, it's wow. highly interactive. Highly interactive. We're going to talk a little bit about tonight's episode, but uh, we're going to get your uh, two cents from this episode as well as just the whole process of being a part of Moonbeam City. Uh, but we're going to... Let's, let's talk about the episode really quick. The couple of advancements. We like... Since the the episodes are so silly and kind of they're they're really uh, their own world in each episode, we like to look at the character and and how it changes from one episode to another. Uh, should we talk about Rad first and just how sad <laughs> Rad has become? Oh, just so wait. sad. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it gets so wait. much. Uh, this is going to be fun. Um, He's not even a quarter of the way there. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't as low as he gets. Oh no. He, my biggest problem with Red in this episode is he has every opportunity just to shut his mouth, <laughs> but yeah. he decides to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, is there? Do, do you guys change anything? Do, is, do you score for particular characters? Are there any themes that you guys use specifically for different characters? Yeah, I mean, you know, from the pilot, we've scored. Yeah. <coughs> there would be like a dazzle cue, mm-hmm. dazzle's theme. The heat stroke is like the dazzle theme. There's the pizzazz theme. You kind of keep them in character, but then they also can kind of go out of that character. But what? they're based originally in a theme. Yeah. So, um, what is do you, what from Rad have you taken into his theme? Is it just the fact that he's so antagonistic to Dazzle, or it's sort of mutated because the pilot it was he was more a villain, mm-hmm. and because of what it's Will... very villainous theme that we made for him. Yeah, it was but originally then, a villain theme, and right. it mutates over the course of the whole show <laughs> into a pathetic, sad theme. Yeah. He, his cues get a lot sadder as the uh, season yeah, goes on. absolutely. So. I have to give you a credit, because in that pilot episode, the second I heard that thing, I was like, oh, this is the bad guy. We know. We <laughs> yeah. know that yeah. we're going to be yeah. rooting yeah. against sure. him. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did our job. We did our job, exactly. I don't know how often we get like a de-evolution of a villain over the course of the series. <laughs> so that's that's going to be really interesting to hear uh, in the in the soundtrack. And speaking of the soundtrack, just off the bat, we might yeah. as well. Uh, it was announced earlier tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, November 6th is going to be the release digitally yes. of the Moonbeam City uh, soundtrack. Is is there any plans for physical, like vinyl? or? Mm-hmm. So uh, December 18th, there's going to be CDs uh, everywhere. 
Um, yeah, and vinyl sometime next year. So okay. We don't know yet, yeah, but sometime next year, yeah. Awesome. I cannot I wait to see the cover art for that vinyl. I know. I, I, I can't Neither either. can we. We don't know what it's going to be yet. Um, but uh, Antonio Canobio, who's the art director at uh, Titmouse, is doing the cover yeah. now or soon. He's the art director on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he is going to do a special vinyl version. And did you guys do anything special for that soundtrack, or is it just a compilation of everything that you've been doing so yeah, far? Yeah, we kind of went back in and and expanded oh, a lot okay. of things and added things, took sub- subtracted things, but we kind of just worked on it with Scott and just said, hey, what about this kind of playlist? And then just sort of expanded and, and made it more... It's something you want to listen to, as opposed to just like ten second, five yeah. second. That's <laughs> ten seconds. But that's the great yeah. thing about your sound is one of the first things from the pilot and from the trailers were, "What is that music? I need that music in my life constantly." I know that. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. No, wow. I mean, that I'm, 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 I'm kind of secretly a big EDM fan. So, so <laughs> something like this that has such a, a classic sound uh, is is. Kind of few and far between for it to be good. So, appreciate um, it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah no, thank I, you very much. It, and, and it's it's really awesome having you guys in studio and hard yeah. making eye contact with you without me peeing myself like Rad. But uh, <laughs> um, how did you guys get involved with Scott? How'd you meet him? Uh, it's sort of a, well backstory on me. I direct shows. Uh, I used to direct a show called Metalocalypse. And a huge so, fan. <laughs> yeah. So ultimately, yeah. I met Scott because he had the project. Uh, it was sold. He already made the pilot. He'd already made the script for the pilot. Mm-hmm. Was looking for a studio. He came to Titmouse. Really dug Titmouse. And uh, Chris P, who runs Titmouse, had just seen us play our band. Yeah. And was like, oh, well, he likes Metalocalypse. And he likes this synthwave stuff and this kind of stuff. He should probably meet you. Mm-hmm. And so I just went outside. I was working on another show. Came outside. We just started talking. And he was like, you know, it's like it's gonna be a lot of hot pink and black, and you know, I was like, oh, you know. And then I just handed him our logo, <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, whoa, Funny you should say, that. yeah, like this, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, how did you know? Yeah. So we, I don't know, we just clicked. He's just an awesome guy. Mm-hmm. And Chris P basically made a like little trailer piece and said, hey, can I have some of your music, like just instrumental, just to kind of sell the studio? Yeah, because yeah, Scott didn't know which animation studio he was going to go with, okay. and so this was kind of Titmouse's pitch to him, like, hey, like here are the characters we're going to create, and you know, the, the vibe of the show, basically, like, come to us. That's um, awesome. So yeah. you guys, like, help sell the show, essentially, was saying, like, hey, this to, is to what Titmouse. you can do. Yeah, 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 for yeah, Titmouse yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah. But basically, Chris, I mean, did us a solid, obviously. Yeah. Put our music <laughs> in there. And then, you know, uh, uh, Scott just said, what's that music? Where'd you get that music? That music's really cool. And it ended up being the theme song. Oh, yeah. Ended up being a theme song. And then we kind of just, it kind of evolved from there. Mm-hmm. Like, so I directed the pilot and directed another five episodes. And so... Well, have we, have we seen any of the other episodes so far? Yeah, Aquatica. Mm-hmm. Um, Bless your heart. Yes. That's <laughs> the most enchanting one in inter- like... In terms of what we the hell is going on. That's cool, because actually we something that we've noted on previous episodes is like sort of the shift in focus from the different directors on what type of a show it it's is. It's actually got two directors. It's me and then a guy named Juno mm-hmm. Lee, who I've worked with before, who's awesome. And so he just did the one tonight, mm-hmm. Glitzatrine. He did four of them. I did six of them. All right. So, yeah. we, so we kind of just trade off. But we do the music for all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sometimes... We're doing music for him for his episode, or it's something for the one I'm working on, or whatever. Does that ever like? Does that anything ever clash when you're when you're doing music for for his episodes? It's just a different process. It's, yeah, I think because on ours we just 
we create the animatics and everything around the music maybe a little more. Oh, okay. And on his episodes, he might have a temp thing in. And, and then, then we have to mirror copy it. Yeah, basically go in and go, oh, that's what you're looking for, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So Your version. So it's a little bit more cookie-cutter sort of production type no, of thing? No, it's actually really... It's harder. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, harder. I, I figure. Yeah. But his episodes are yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Because sometimes they're just... You know, we can build the episodes around songs mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. it's me doing it. Yeah. You know? So did you guys write the, the Aquatica song? Yeah, we wrote it with Scott, actually. Bless your heart. Yeah, so, so he had the lyrics. I mean, basically in the script, it was like, hey, we want a parody of Toto. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had the lyrics in the script already. So basically we had to just go in and write the melody and music around it. Um, Which is hard. Was, uh, to to yeah. rewrite a hit yes. and then not be the to same To rip music. it off without completely ripping it off. Yeah. It's not, just, <laughs> it's it's not as easy just switching a couple of notes here and it's there. It's a very challenging it's thing. It's like, because you want people to know immediately that, oh yeah, this is this is Dodo, this is Africa. Like without, without it being it. But without getting completely sued by band um, yeah. hopefully that I think happen. that's something that they could appreciate just like <laughs> good work alright we're not even going to touch it totally it lives in a, it, no lawsuits yet so totally we'll very good what happens yeah um, it's, <laughs> that's a mark of success well we haven't had any lawsuits so far no one sued us yet we're good yeah we'll uh, see we'll yeah, we'll, in we'll the see. mail season's not over so no, season's still, not over right. still plenty of time could, could you give us a, a, any sort of a preview for some of the other episodes that you're directing um Actually, boy, I don't want to give anything away. Or, or at least okay. like a title. Like a title of the next one that you're directing. Is it, uh, is it Cop-Con? Oh, CopCon. Welcome to CopCon. Uh, interesting. already. That's, you know, that's something that they, they teased tonight about uh, Pizzazz at, at CopCon. Right. It's, oh, they did? Yeah. And, yeah okay. Well, they, it's like... Uh, it's like your Aunt Flo visits every month, except for the couple months after CopCon, unless right. you actually were really sick. Yeah, <laughs> we, we showed it at a... Oh, we're going to see some evolvement uh, in their relationship in CopCon. Ooh. Cool, because this, this, tonight's episode, we, we got to see, or Dazzle got to see Pizzazz at her lowest and kind of get maybe a little bit more respect for her, which helped kind of, it, it helps develop where, they're, where, where they've come from and why Dazzle... Is that's the only person that he really listens to? Mm. Um, so I'm. I, that's really exciting. Cool. Yeah, it's it's a fun one, and it's yeah. got a lot of. Uh, Rob Lowe sings a song in it. We wrote uh, a song for Rob, so we could check that off the <laughs> old nice. uh, list. the bucket list. Yeah, um, life goals, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really fun to make. And then we made sort of like a. Um, God, it's like a like a taking it to the streets kind of song. It's like very like it's like half Sly and the Family Stone, half Doobie it's, Brothers. It's really it's, it's like the dumbest song we've probably ever written. But it's, it's really yeah, because Tommy, who's the showrunner, mm-hmm. and Scott kind of came up with this idea in the writers' room. I know, I know. Scott is a, he's written his own parody of Taking to the Streets, so that yeah. absolutely silly. Scott has a sick fascination with Michael McDonald <laughs> and Michael Jackson, but and Michael Jackson, yes. and a lot, a lot actually, a lot of Michaels. He's got an incredible fetishes. knowledge of a lot of useless information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that comes in. That comes in handy. That, co- that comes in handy for this show. It definitely comes in handy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. he has a uh, who. And also, mm. since, since you are a director, who comes up with like the business names? Like in the background, is that Scott or is that just? Is uh, that actually, they yeah. kind of came up. Scott kind of kind of, I think, believe came up with that method. Mm-hmm. You know of how they're named. You know, the, you know, yeah, the the the. Dazzle, Rad, and then the mm-hmm. the last name that's the normal name, boring normal name. So he came came up with that obviously mm-hmm. in the pilot, but then when Tommy and the other writers came in, it it for, just I became mean, for like the the businesses You're talking about like the sign the, names. yeah the sign names oh in the, the signage yeah, yeah. 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 like joysticks boys yeah <laughs> I mean that's just all 
that came from everywhere. Deja, from from the right Buck buddies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that's one. actually Tommy and <laughs> Scott, I believe. Um, but yeah, it's, it, then sometimes from the artists, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll contribute. It just depends. It really comes from a lot of places. But I'd say predominantly from the writer's room. That it it comes together so well in in the show where like I've 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 watched the pilot several times before we started doing the show and the amount of stuff that you notice especially for it being a mall and the sheer amount of oh, yeah. stores that you have to There's notice so much detail oh show. yeah it's and oh god we wanted, the it, we wanted to make sure that this was a show that people would just watch over and over. Like, you know, you can just get into that minutiae, because believe me, there's a lot of minutiae. Mm-hmm. And I think it shares a lot with uh, Metalocalypse in that way. Yeah. Because there's a lot to see in, yep. in Metalocalypse and a lot to hear. And uh, stuff. And Tommy was the co-creator Tommy, of, of Metalocalypse. He, he was uh, a voice tonight, wasn't he? Uh, what was the episode tonight? It was, it was uh, Lasers and Liars. Was he one of the real Oh, guys? he's their dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he was the dad, too. No, he sounded right. familiar. Yeah. Um, he, cool. he's... I think he's in every one of them as different characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, you guys have obviously done music for this, but uh, you've done music for other shows, too. Uh, you know, I was checking up. It looks like Mysteries of Laura. You've done stuff for MTV in the past. Now, was this something when you first formed as a band? Was this something that you thought you'd be doing, or do you think we're going to put out EPs, we're going to be doing touring? Like, I, I can't imagine that you would ever conceive, oh, yeah, we'll we, do stuff for TV, too. Yeah, we, we've had no idea. I mean, when we started the band, we were like, we want to write a song for Britney Spears or Selena Gomez or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the, the, the fusion like of the band like, was huh. like, let's do these kind of like electronics. Like we're going to try to write songs for other people. Oh, so okay. Each, and then we wrote... The, it's not uh, a bad gimmick. Right. So <laughs> then we wrote a, a song called uh, Love Struck, which is on our first EP. Um, and then we were just kind of like, oh, shit, this is pretty... Yeah, maybe we should put it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like very insecure about being a singer and I was just like, I don't think I'm that good. Like, I don't know. And, you know, we tried... Those are the like, ones that and you have just to like, put out. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so Mark was just like, you should just do it. Like... You know? Yeah, it kind of evolved from like our two taste. Like I have this kind of old '80s electronic taste. Yeah, mm-hmm. she loves like Britney Spears and that kind of stuff. And it was sort of but we both weird love hybrid. pop music. Yeah. Right, right. That's our so our stuff's one. very catchy and poppy. And yeah, it's it's classic pop. Yeah, and very and that's pop. why it it's very it it can hit a lot of. Uh, markets and a lot of I, I guess is the best way of putting it. A, a lot of fan, the the your two sensibi- music sensibilities come together for uh, something that uh, a lot of modern people can really get into. A lot of kids and a lot of adults. It's it it just hits with everybody. It's cool. it, I'm yeah. I'll, t- I'll take my lips off. You of your run ass a giant record company, don't you? <laughs> I would. I, the, don't let the cup fool you. I don't. Um, I, oh, I, oh, damn. Are I you the president? No. Um, <laughs> I. I'm secretly the president. Um, we did go, going back to the episode for a second, so we can wrap that up and, and keep talking about you guys. Um, we we got a, a little bit more da- reckless dazzle in this one than uh, da- or it's it's kind of more of a reckless dazzle as we go episode to episode. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely increasing in his recklessness, but I thought this was cool because this was the first episode where I thought, oh, Dazzle's kind of taking the back seat in the plot line here. It's not mm-hmm. strictly the Dazzle show anymore. Yeah. yeah, It's, we're seeing, I mean, realistically, Rad probably had just as much, if not more, screen time mm-hmm. than Dazzle. Uh, and I can just imagine Will Forte in front of a microphone just li- just trying to think up of things to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's poor. I think you're going to see there's going to be other, yeah, other storylines for everyone. That's kind of, because you have to start the show off with the center character Mm -hmm. and then A couple really rad heavy episodes are going to be coming up. Is that involving involving the sadness? Oh, Oh, yeah. uh, Understatement. Uh, We wrote a song called Rad is Sad. 
Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and 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 really quickly speaking of Rad, I don't know if you can confirm this or not about his character. Is he actually Canadian or is he just obsessed with Canadiana? He's Canadian. He's Canadian. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice. You'll learn more about it in the finale. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The finale oh, has a lot to do with that. Yeah. It's a big, Ooh. big part. Secret um, Canadian backstory. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, that, that's a sequence of words I never thought I would hear in a legitimate <laughs> fashion, and I love it, and that's one of the reasons why I love the show. I'm sure that you guys can appreciate, too, that in a couple of episodes now, we've seen Rad doing really sad musical numbers, just though, because yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so nice. You guys build these epic sequences for everybody <laughs> else, and then whenever Rad tries to do a musical number, it's just sort of this wet fish <laughs> flopping around. <laughs> On yeah. the ground, absolutely. Uh, it's like it's a, a we like get to torture him the entire. Day. <laughs> so great, I you monsters! It. You should be stopped. <laughs> yeah. Is Will Forte up for that? Is absolutely. he down to? Oh I God. mean, that guy. Every time he I mean, comes in to record, them, yeah. he he comes in and he goes. You know, it's just a. He would always say, "It's, it's a joy to come here." Because at the time <laughs> he was making the first season of Last Man on Earth, and mm-hmm. he was the. He was the showrunner and the writer and all yeah. that stuff. He's like, I just get to come here and these scripts are hilarious and I just get to have fun. So That's the joy of voiceover work, I think. Yeah. Well, wasn't the, weren't the writers trying to like kind of like one up it every time? Like, yep. yeah, I'll constantly. Like, how can we just? How make can we this torture person? Rat more? Right. <laughs> I, if, if people think that there's no room for like a competitive writing, uh, like arena for for creative writing and for and for TV. But you, when you get jokes like this, it it shows how much that still works. Yeah. 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 The uh, fact that you're able to come up with a list of God, I, someone needs to go back. Someone, internet, go and hop on this for me. Go back and do a running tally of how many blues singers <laughs> that oh Rad had I to know. make up tonight. And I'm sure some of those were real. I, I, by probably. The way, somewhere in the Delta. That's maybe one third of, of the, the audio. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, you guys do like like blues a lot up at up at Titmouse with with this and the, and of course Blues Clock, one of my favorite episodes of. of oh, I uh, just actually saw that on the TV the other day. Yeah, no, uh, that that's one of my favorite tracks that that they ever did. Mm-hmm. In the whole, I love the the, the Blues Delta that is, story. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah. Um, you know, Brain. we've uh, talked a little bit about obviously the '80s element mm-hmm. of this show in the past, uh, and you guys are steeped in. We've talked about a little that '80s synth sort of mentality, and mm-hmm. then also the pop mentality. I mean, what would you say are your, your influences musically, like going all the way back? God. Is that a terrible question <laughs> that I just asked so the many. one thing? Uh, so many. I mean, I, I like lots of pop. I mean, to be yeah. honest, we sort of like. When we first started making music together, the way we hit it off was like we both realized that we liked old Gary Newman stuff, we liked Katy Perry, and we liked <laughs> Vangelis. 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 And to be like to to those three things alone is like wow. Okay, that we're pretty much the and same s- way. And we like Slayer and you yeah know, stuff like that too. But you know yeah, definitely. but but definitely leans on the pop side for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. And you're able to sort of work that into the show, obviously, because it has such a steep 80s background in there. So was that something that you guys knew? And and Scott's a huge fan of pop. Okay, cool. So you guys mesh right away on the same track. Mm -hmm. I mean, he should be credited in some way as the music supervisor for this thing, because, I mean, he would send us on these tangents like, uh, listen to this Benjamin Orr solo record. Oh, no kidding. Do something in the vein of that. 
Toto. <laughs> How about this weird underground like airport music? The and Dave it's like, yeah, the Dave Grusin stuff. Like just <laughs> sweet music. Uh, I mean, just oh, yeah. a million yeah, trajectories. Yeah. So it was really challenging and really cool. That's How, awesome. Um, yeah. How? That, I mean, that actually just answered the next question. I was gonna, I was gonna ask about mm. <laughs> how did, how has aside from the the I wouldn't say derivative, but maybe the inspirational mm. stuff. How has this challenged you as artists be working on this show? Or has it? Is it just or, or totally it? knock it out of the yeah. park? So easy. Phone just, it in. How much fun is it to spend <laughs> you know, endless hours? It's just pretty oh strange. God. It's kind of like I feel like waking up from a really long bender <laughs> and you just sort of can't realize that you made that many cues for a TV show hundreds, because hundreds we wow. both yeah. have day jobs mm-hmm. I'm directing the show she has a day job we mm-hmm. work at day jobs and then mm-hmm. it would be like alright 8pm time to write three more songs tonight that's <laughs> why we're called that. nightclub actually because yeah. we would always have these <laughs> we jobs meet at night. You know, and then meet at night to hang out and make music. And so it's not a nightclub, it's a club at, at night. night. A exactly. Okay, exactly. cool. Yeah. Now we have the origin story. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Double meanings, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just every night, cranking out, you know, whether it's a, a big song like Aquatico or just little blippy just little background stuff. In there. I mean, but a lot of them, <laughs> you know. A lot How's your sleep schedule? <laughs> pretty, pretty terrible. Great now. Yeah. <laughs> now that you're back. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, we've been totally done. Wrapped? We've been done for quite a while. Okay. This they kind of put a pin in the show to have it uh, go with South Park. So we were done. Okay. I think in April or May. That's right. Yeah, because the the pilot was was first pitched around like 2013, right? Yeah. Something like that. We Something came like on board. That. I and I think it, no, it was first uh, pitched like earlier than that because we came on 2013. Oh well, no, he he. Actually, the idea of Scott having the idea and pitching 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. and then we Came on started yeah. 2013, early 2013, making that pilot. Then they tested the pilot. Mm. Then they picked it up for a series, and and then waited for South Park. Yes, yeah, because we, we thought time. we were gonna mm-hmm. like you know for a while it was like you guys were gonna follow Tosh, and then like, there was something else that maybe. Yeah. But then it's like the perfect. I no, mean, South Park is a lead-in. Yeah. Few shows can ask for better. Yeah. And I don't. I don't know too many other animated shows that Comedy Central has done that has benefited as much as as Boom Boom City. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was really happy when they gave us that. Yeah, because we were like, God, when is it going to come out? Like we were waiting months and months, and then it was like, Oh, after South Park, and it's like, All right. Yeah, we went on. Tour. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah we can wait for sure. <laughs> we went on cool tour this summer, and we were just kind of like just to get out of town. Mm-hmm. And we felt like we were just like insane people talking about this show that no one's ever seen that we were obsessed <laughs> and with. And everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, all right. And they're like, yeah, yeah, TV, great, yeah. who cares? And we're just like, no, you haven't seen it. You don't get it. You don't yeah. understand. <laughs> How, that's funny. Has there been crossover now? Like now the show is airing, are people mm-hmm. paying more attention to you guys as a band, or have you gotten yeah. additional followers yeah. and people yeah. trickling in? I mean, you guys do a lot of great press on from who, who runs the Twitter account. Um, more yeah, me. I okay, guess. well, yeah, I mean, you, the uh, fact yeah. take credit for it, yeah, yeah. me. Yeah. 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 People get hired yeah, to be social media managers, and the fact that you're doing it just because <laughs> you love being a part of the show and stuff, something to be commended. So, thank you. Yeah, I like, no, I you like guys doing it. Great, yeah, sure. a lot of great ad work yeah, for good. for yourselves. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, how early in the in the process of the creation of each episode do you did you start working like animatic or or a little bit closer to final? There's uh. All over the place. Yeah. Um, ultimately, the uh, like Aquatica written before an animatic was even made. Yeah. Because you had to make the animatic. Mm-hmm. Some right. other things when they're background cues they get made 
you know, really late in the process. Okay. I think Comedy Central was kind of taken aback, too, because we gave them Aquatica completely scored, pretty much, like the animatic. Yeah, the, actually, the music to that episode is basically the exact way it was in an animatic. That's so great. They were just like, we never get shows like this. Yeah, like, they, this were, is weird. they were kind of... Uh, but then it was like, so they're all going to be like that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Set the up problem. the expectations. <laughs> so high. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah. That uh, really shows in that episode, though, because it's so finely tuned and so well-crafted. So I have to give you guys credit for you know, bringing it in on that stage mm-hmm. because it really shows in the final product. So, thank you. Has That's there great. been any confirmation of like season two yet, or, or is it still a not yet? Well, they yet. they never tell you. Well, that's it's, the thing is, yeah. it, it's, they never tell you. It varies from from show to show because sometimes it's like two episodes in. Oh yeah, we gave them two more seasons, but it's like yeah. you can yeah. Because yeah. with something like this, they won't because they'll just want to see how it. They know it's a new show and mm-hmm. it needs time to get its legs and to grow. And then they're going to see how it grows, and I'm sure that will influence their decision. Yeah, yeah. this this seems like like a Metalocalypse, where it, like as you mentioned before, it's people need to watch it several times. It might be mm-hmm. like a, a huge hit for for a, a digital sales by the mm-hmm. time everything's wrapped. But I mean, we've talked about in the past how because there's such a attention to detail, like sort of the Simpsons esque, mm-hmm. you know, tons of stuff going on in the background. It really is a show that you can appreciate more and more as you watch it, and it's definitely a perfect binge watching show because oh, there yeah. are the little. Whole crossovers from every episode. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if <coughs> more people got into it kind of after all ten have aired, like, and it's on Hulu. Yeah. So you know, you could just go through and binge watch it in like an afternoon or something. And, oh yeah, yeah. I think it absolutely has that. Potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's obviously doing very well on its own and in its current time slot and everything. <laughs> but I'm uh, really excited for when it drops on. Well, it's cool that you guys are doing this for it, by the way. <laughs> that, I mean, I know, we, the great. network's been running for a really long time, um, but. This was a show coming up that I I was pretty sure would hit pretty big, but I wanted to help kind of spread the word, and that's that's something. Well, thank you, and and of thank course. you for coming in and and helping sort of continuing that symbiote circle. Um, so unfortunately, we are running out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so if uh, last uh, any sort of plugs, anything that you want to push, uh, social I mean, media, you can find us on nightclubband. Dot com or twitter.com slash nightclub band. Everything kind of nightclub band. Yeah, nightclubband.com. Yeah. All all the website? Yeah, yeah. Every Facebook, Twitter, they're all nightclub band. You'll, on you'll YouTube, find us. soundtrack coming out next Friday. Uh, any upcoming excited. dates? I know you guys have been out and about. Two shows in the UK. That's yeah, right. we're playing England next month. Wow. Uh, yeah. Hopping across no, the pond. No like, local shows right now, but... No. Hopefully we just played soon. a few. Yeah, it's like you just did one a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if if you guys are ever in the neighborhood and you want to come back and talk Moonbeam City, maybe <laughs> finale, maybe anything, uh, please do not hesitate to come back. This is a lot of fun. So great um, having you. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you um, so much. And please spread the word if anybody else wants to come on the show. Our doors are always open. <laughs> we um, absolutely will. Um, but uh, that'll do it for us on tonight's episode of Moonbeam City After Show. Remember, uh, you can tweet at us using the hashtag ABTV Moonbeam City. Uh, Greg, where can folks find you on Twitter? You can find me on the twits. On the twits. Tweets, twits, whatever. Make it work. At Greg Goodness. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at SoapboxMark. Thank you again, Nightclub Emily Mark. Thank you. So Thank you. Um, hope to see you again soon. Yes. Uh, and to everybody out there, we'll season two. S- season two. Right. Put put yes. your hope caps on. Yes. And season we'll see you in Moonbeam City. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. I'll see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.